Hey everybody, welcome back to another fantastic day at Ask the Masters. Um, I was perusing through my favorite magazine, Water Shapes, and, uh, and I came across uh, Kevin Kobabe, an article on a project that he had done, and so I wanted to, I wanted to get a little insight from. Now, now, Kevin's been, you know, building pools for a couple of different decades now. He's been in the industry. He's well known up in the uh, Manhattan, Redondo Beach, uh, that South Bay area, uh, travels around the area. He is also uh, one of the uh, one of the admins in our uh, Facebook page uh, over at Ask the Masters. So if you're in Ask the Masters a lot, uh, it's a great place to get a hold of Kevin. Um, Kevin, welcome back to Ask the Masters. It's the second or third time you've been on the podcast, I think. Thank you, Randy. Yes, I believe it is second, third time, something like that. So, so tell me, you know, I was I read this article, man. What a friggin' crazy! I mean, you truly are a master. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, you you have reached that level to where you're building pools that are just unbelievable. So how this project looks like it took a few years. I mean, really interesting. Yeah, it was uh, overall, I believe it was about five years from the first time I stepped on the job site to by the time we finally filled the pool for the last time. <laughs> and I say the last time because we filled the pool multiple times during the process too. So, um, But it, it was very long tedious, arduous uh, project that just uh, had a lot of uh, lot of obstacles to overcome, um, a lot of issues with uh, geolog geological issues with the hillside that we were building on. Um, it just, it was, it was a lot more massive than we originally anticipated. I mean, we, we, we went in there kind of thinking we were going to remodel the existing pool and it just ended up going way, way deeper than that. Um, and uh, I really like, you know, um, so much. Uh, I, I think I, I, I had to pull from every tool from the bag for this job, say that um, just so many different things that we had to overcome. Um, and I, yeah, I'm really <clears throat> ecstatic is how, how it turned out. So sure. uh, we would invite all of our listeners uh, to go on over to Watershape Magazine. There are some incredible pictures uh, within the article. Uh, make sure at the end of the day that you uh, leave a comment down below at the end of the article. Uh, Kevin watches those, and uh, we all watch them. So we, we'd like to have you guys read the article and and then and and then comment. Uh, one of the questions I had is, how come this pool you, you put over 500 cubic yards of um, concrete underneath it? Um, why didn't you put it on piles? I the the homeowner was really kind of particular about not wanting to have a drill rig down there for some reason and and not wanting piles and and I, I think overall you know we get, we kind of we kind of went through the whole process with there is about which way was less expensive and and truthfully I think the way we ended up doing it was was probably a little bit less expensive you know um, we just had to dig everywhere down to solid rock bedrock basically you know and and uh to create a big concrete pad for us to build on top of um it, at one corner of the pool that we had to dig a hole 20 feet deep basically and fill, fill it back with concrete and it was, it was a pretty deep hole i remember looking down on it after it was dug so um yeah i, I mean i think that it was basically her her uh, steering us in that direction, you know. Um, it probably would have quickened things up, you know. The, the job may, may have not taken as long had we gone that direction because we may not have have had to rebuild the whole hillside below the pool. But um, in the end, you know, it, it all everything kind of came out good, and uh, you know that that thing is 
solid chunk of concrete there in the hillside that is not going anywhere. I guarantee you that. So. Well, I, I do know that that Palos Verdes Peninsula, you know, there's a lot of seismic activity that happens up there. I, I, I know that uh, Trump's golf course out there, that road moves all the time. I mean, it, you know, you, you see a lot of, a lot of, a lot of movements. So, you know, that's movement like that's not really too good for a great for an infinite edge pool. Right. And it, this pool is up on top of the hill, like directly above Trump golf course and just kind of very close adjacent to that whole big slide area on the backside of Palos Verdes that it's constantly moving. Um, so, you know, that, that was a, that probably played a little bit in, into the failure of the, of the, the original pool, you know, that, that kind of had a crack going through the, the deep end of it. Um, that it was kind of sliding off the hill, basically, you know, when I showed up there. Um, so, yeah, it's it's the geologist I use in the area is so well well known, and he knows that that hillside so well that you know it's it's I trust anything that he said for sure. Well, again, the listeners are going to have to go over, and um, not only are there some pretty pictures, but there is some really good looking jandy equipment that is located <laughs> there. That uh, that that stuff's dope, man. I mean, that's that's crazy, crazy that plant that. The, How'd you, how'd you pull that one off, Slick? We always, I always take pride in the equipment sets. Equipment sets become to be more important to me than some of the other aspects of the pool, for sure. Um, and it's just kind of, it was just kind of my upbringing in the, in the whole business where uh, I, I worked for a guy in the very beginning that he was very particular about things. And he kind of, you know, he kind of got me in that groove of just always treating my, my equipment layouts like a piece of art. And, uh, and so it, luckily on this project, we, we were able to spread out as much as we could with the equipment. You know, I, I don't always get that opportunity or people are always trying to cram us into a four by eight, you know, uh, equipment room that's in, and tell me I got to put 10 pumps in there, you know, <laughs> which is impossible. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been a, a love of mine to, to create arts of work out of the equipment set, that's for sure. So, so give me a little bit of details on that. What are, what are piping sizes? Um, tell, tell me what you've got, vanishing edge, number of pumps, things like that. We have, uh, we have two vanishing edge pumps. Um, one, one of them is filtered water. Um, then we have a regular circulation pump. We have two uh, jet pumps in there. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we got uh, five pumps total, two filters, and a Jandy high efficiency heater. Um, all spread out in this nice equipment layout. Uh, the pool also has a feature that is uh, the the whole. Uh, it's got a pool and spa combination that that um, that the water level uh, runs across the top of the spa and the pool at the same same level where it spills over the the whole the whole perimeter overflow. And then there's a function that shuts off your your uh, edge pumps and turns a couple actuators and drains drains the pool back down two inches down into the catch basin so that you can separate the spa from the pool when you want to use the spa. So I was pretty proud of that function too that, that we created on that. Um, and it, I was very happy with how it all worked out where you can turn on that, hit that spa function and the pool starts draining and the spa starts heating. And by the time the, the pool is drained down to its necessary level, the spa is pretty much up to temperature at like 100 degrees. So 
Wow, that's that's pretty complicated stuff going on there. You got a lot a lot of things happening. Yeah. Put one button, and you've got tons of tons of things going. Now that takes some capacity down in the surge tank too. So did you, did you oversize the capacity of the tank? Yes, my surge tank is about ten feet deep, and it only runs on normal operating upload about three feet deep. So, um, uh, and, and in order to kind of hide that whole aspect too, is is our the. Um, Catch basin has a grate over it that's got river rocks over it. So it really looks like the catch basin is only about a foot deep um, and, and the rocks are dry most of the time, other than the water that spills behind them. Um, so it was it was really a neat, uh, neat feature of that where it's kind of a it's kind of a hidden feature where you don't you you don't know where the water is all going and, and uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Oh, what a crazy illusion, man. That's that's epic. Plus that, that grading system probably makes it safe so somebody didn't fall down in there and not-, not Right, right. Out. That was definitely one of our concerns in the beginning as well, where, you know, you had this three foot deep that had a seven foot fall from that <laughs> <just laughs> happened to be over there. So um, definitely safety factor has been instituted that it's, it's definitely safe now, so. Yeah. And then you got a crazy designer that decides she's gonna put a big bowling ball on the edge of the on the edge of the pool is right tell me about that yeah so that that was one of her features that she she uh she was really uh crazy about that she wanted she really wanted these three big boulders on the on the on the pool and, and it, it kind of it, it slightly changed but really not much from our original designs we were going back and looking at at a lot of their original iterations of the pool design it always had these three three rocks and I never really, uh, we never really kind of uh, thought about the logistics of getting these giant boulders down to the site where we already were like 150 feet away from as as close as you could get down there. Um, after after the the whole shell had been done, we you know originally we had built a temporary road to get down there with all the big machinery and whatnot. But by the time we got to the finish stage, there was really no access for any of this big machinery to come down and set these rocks in place. So we uh, we got a crane that got them to the edge of the pool deck and then we had to wheel them around with uh, 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 pallet jacks. And um, we I, I had to rent a, a, a ganchy crane, you know, to in order to set these things in place. And, and uh, it was very, such a huge production really only three of us kind of managed to, to do all these major installations with these huge boulders um and with the right tools but um it, it just kind of we really had to get creative and and um and i've kind of what i learned from this whole creative process of installing these giant boulders i've actually used on a couple of other other jobs since and um and so it's, it's kind of like i'm i'm uh becoming a uh Authority on the Ganchi crane and setting bolters, let's say, you know. Um, so, so yeah, it's uh, it was very interesting. One of the boulders we had to drill, um, and so we had to use the, the these big tools to roll it over, to drill it, and to drill it in the exact same right spot um, because she wanted this little trickle feature of water oozing out of the the one boulder. Um, one of the huge rocks has uh, petroglyphs on it, which was really a really cool uh, feature is just these ancient Indian carvings on this rock that, you know, she bought at a stone yard somewhere. 
Wow. Wow. Absolutely fabulous. Again, uh, to all your listeners, you're going to have to go over to watershapes.com to see all the pictures of uh, this, this spectacular, spectacular project truly done by a master pool builder, Mr. Kevin Kobabe. Kevin, it's always good to have you here. Um, and I look forward to seeing you over in the Ask the Masters uh, group. If you're in the pool industry and you want access to brilliant pool builders like Kevin, uh, ask to join the group and uh, Kevin will probably click you right through, I think. So just drop a little note. So Kevin, once again, thanks for being on Ask the Masters. Thank Truly you, master job, mastering the long view. Thank you. Talk, talk to you soon. All right.